Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Make Mind Media, the show all about Spider-Girl and her world. I'm Zach Joyner. This is the audio edition of the program. If you like this show, leave, let us let us know. Leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, before we get started, i got to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash Network. It's been a while since we've done these audio editions, so without further ado, i got to thank Vinklin, Scott, Greg, Phoenician, Jurgen, Kale, Georgia, Cindy, Jessica, and Catherine. Thank you guys for your support of all of our shows here on the Spidey Radio Network, shows such as Voices from the Area, Gargoyles Podcast, shows such as Spectacular Radio and Clone Saga Chronicles, shows such as Amazing Spider-Man Classics, Savvy Sema Era Podcast, and upcoming soon, more Patreon-exclusive content. Books of X will be a Patreon-first show. We've got some exclusive stuff, exclusive reviews over on Patreon.com slash Network as well. With a uh, coming soon will be a live commentary that is going to be exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. So if you like that type of stuff, let us know. So without further ado, I got to uh, give our usual disclaimer. These shows are usually live streamed on YouTube, youtube.com slash Radio Network. And as a result, there's going to be some live comments and or visual aids that are going to be referenced on the show. So if you pay that no mind, uh, or if you want to, you can always go watch the YouTube feed. It is available in the same episode as the show is being posted. So if you go to spidey-dude.com, you click on the episode, it's going to be in the show notes of the episode. So if you want to check out the video version, it's always in the uh, down below the description. So without further ado, let's get started here on Make My Mayday. Hello and welcome to another episode of Make Mine Mayday, the show all about Spider-Girl and her world of the MC2, better known as Earth 982. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster of Spidey-Dude.com and the Spidey-Dude Radio Network. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening if you're listening to the audio version. Uh, we want to give special thanks to our patrons, Vinklin, Scott, Jurgen, Greg, Phoenician, Kale, and it's not on the screen, but uh, I want to thank Georgia as well uh, for their support of our shows all across the Spidey Radio Network. And we got some brand new ones like the Sabi Sima Era podcast, Amazing Spider-Man Classics just had season two launched a couple weeks ago, and it's already got a couple episodes out of both. And we also have more episodes of Spidey Dude Experience. And of course, this show has more episodes coming to you very, very soon. So without further ado, I want to introduce myself and Kelly. Hello, Hi. Kelly. Hello. So Kelly, uh, what are we covering tonight? We are covering, so we are taking a midpoint uh, break from our break or sabbatical uh, to cover Last Planet Standing. And Last Planet Standing, I'm going to let you go over that history and all of that because there is even a wiki page for this uh, series. A wiki page, last a wiki planet. page. Yeah, have you not seen the wiki page? I'm not a hundred percent sure certain tidbits on that are like a hundred percent, but somebody made a wiki page for Some, it. Somebody, uh, hopefully, it was one of the uh, one of the people from the message board. So this was uh, published in 2006. Um, it's Defago and Olive. Uh, he also did the co-plotting as well. Um, so and you were and you were sitting there talking about how you wouldn't see Olaf again. I know. It's like you I don't know I, what he what he drew. I I totally blanked on this, and it's funny because personally, like around this the time that this miniseries, the fifth issue of this miniseries came out, is when I started doing crawlspace. So my podcasting career kind of intersects with this miniseries. Um, so. 
uh, it, it, it was okay. So allegedly, and, and I need to uh, see. Yeah, that was the part that I was like, I don't. So, so I'm going to the source. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, this source link still okay. It just does not even. So okay, according to Wikipedia, um, this was to be the final adventures of the MC2 universe. Likewise, in the ongoing Spider Girl series, storyline took place where she was supposed to die. That's that's not true. No, she was none never of gonna... that is true. Oh my god! So right? None of that is true. Um. This is a it complete fabrication. Right? Okay, see, I, that's what I thought. And the thing is, I'm not going to go, like, I'm not going to spend my entire Saturday that it takes to get stuff edited off Wiki to get it edited off Wiki. And I want to know who wrote it. Like, I really do. So if you're listening yeah. and you wrote this Wiki page, please tell me why you wrote this. And if I find out that it's a 15-year-old, I'm going to make She's my going fist. to be very upset. Old man <laughs> yells at Cloud at you because I'm so tired of people taking fan fiction and thinking it's true instead of, you know, picking up their tablet and putting, you know, like Marvel Unlimited on it or something i don't know yeah so um i will okay i will d make sure i meant to deep do a deep dive into the into the message board archives to see uh, i do remember that this was something that was announced in the build up the following year so you had 2005 last year of standing was announced they wanted more this was during the scholastic deals so they wanted more content and to be putting in a digest so they were asking for more spider girl stories and stuff like that so we already knew that spider girl was good through 100 but after that we really didn't know yeah. if the series was going to continue that part is true in the wiki thing like that that part is true the, the story specifics though not true yeah exactly. spider girl was never going to get killed well uh, that's just not how it's not how Tom and Ron really work. I, I just, I would never see them doing that type of story. Um, there might be stakes where it looks like she might be killed, but I just don't think that they would do that. So um, I will yeah. verify that because, well, obviously I'm going to do a deep dive when we talk about the whole amazing uh, relaunch too. And I'll, I'll verify that. But um, so this was announced a year after uh, to a lot that of excitement. Yeah, yeah, Last Hero Standing was announced first. Uh, it was done at Pittsburgh Comic Con. They had a whole panel. Uh, the following year, this was also announced. So I do know that this was also announced at Pittsburgh Comic Con because that became kind of their go-to spot to make announcements. And so this was going to be this, the, the, the big event. And it was going to be bi-weekly as opposed to weekly. So Last Hero Standing was a weekly series that came out during five weeks, five straight weeks. This was a bi-weekly series that came out over three months. Um, so that is, you know, kind of the backstory to the to, to this. And obviously it's a direct sequel to Last Hero Standing. So this, I kind of felt like they were wanting to write a quasi-ending to MC2, but not because like obviously they knew that spider girl was going to continue with the relaunch but exactly. i i just think that that this kind of was intended to be like a, a farewell send-off to like the rest of the mc2 
so that way you know you could focus on spider girls kind of exclusively in the in the relaunch well so, but see then then we got another fantastic five and another Avengers next yeah, because yeah. we'll talk about that at the end uh we also mm-hmm. will need to move our news and housekeeping stuff to the end since you kind of jumped to history which is fine because yeah. there's a lot oh, of history sorry. here yeah no it's anytime pat olaf is around you you forget i, I like, just i just he, he just i become like a bunny <laughs> rabbit and i just jump around i'm sorry i'm sorry kelly <laughs> it's okay it's fine it's um, but it is it's a dynamic way. art in a good way um but yeah no so but we'll talk about it because i actually have a thing i want to get feedback on from our listeners hmm, okay. on how to handle the next episode because there's a specific it's because of a next or avengers next um Uh one episode could spoil something in spider girl and i don't want to do that so i don't know if we want to mix them together at least issues one and two with a next so that way we kind of get to a good point uh-huh. and or do them vice versa but we'll talk about it at the end so since we did do okay. this huge history deep dive do yeah. we want to start the breakdowns now all right so guys we are since it is kind of meant to be read together ultimately like it is really just one big giant story i believe they eat they were on the shelves like each week because it was the last two weeks of july the last three weeks of August, or first three weeks of August. Sorry, it was right? every. It was biweekly, so it was every other oh, week. Biweekly, okay. Yeah. Okay, so the thing though is that it was biweekly. They're meant to be read together. They don't even have uh, specific titles to each issue. It is literally part one, part two, part three, etc. So we're going to do our breakdowns. I'm going to break down issues one and three. And then Zach is going to break down issues four and five, which are my favorite. And I should have switched it around, but that shows you how busy I was. Um, But we're going to break these down and then we're going to talk about it together. So we definitely want to hear y'all's comments. Anything y'all want to bring up that is relevant to the story, feel free to put it in the comments and we will get to it during our reviews and have a nice little chat. Because I think that that's probably going to make this go better a little bit little bit better a little bit smoother and it's just more cohesive to the way the story is written okay so So, with that kelly is going to start with issue one yes so the cover date was july 2006 shelf date was may 10th 2006 for the entire um mini series it's defalco olaf how do i pronounce that i think it's koblish koblish sharp and row on colors molly laser was the editor pricing was 2.99 at the time and this is almost exactly 15 years ago yeah that means i'm getting closer to my 15th like era class reunion and i get sad yeah i've almost been out of uh, oh man wow anyway. okay. 
All right. <laughs> let's, let's not let, let, like, let's, let's not, uh, have an ex existential crisis on air. So uh, we start our adventure with Reed and Sue doing research in a now barren, abandoned planet. As Sue tells Reed to come back to the ship, Sue laments about how she wishes she could they could just go to Islands of Adventure for a vacation, which every day, same, uh, as they look at the pattern that seems to be forming with various planets, giving whatever is going on three days to a week before it hits Earth. An alarm goes off because one of Reed's drones uh, as, has detected an abnormality coming from the center of the galaxy that they are researching. They find that they've detected a vessel that appears to be pouring energy into the sun, and Reed realizes that Earth and the whole universe is in jeopardy. Reed tries to get a Mayday message to the Fantastic Five headquarters as the sun in this galaxy is imploding, but can't finish the message as what looks like their ship is getting blown up. We cut to Dominus, the Wave Master, and I might call him Dom Wave or Dom the Wave Master as he flies to the Imperial Throne world of Shihar. Set, uh, he's basically very set on a very Silver Surfer-like manner to tell the planet that they need to evacuate or die. A fight ensues with Gladiator and we cut to New York and the rest of the Fantastic Five waste no time in getting in the Star Jumper to save Reed and Sue, telling Doom to alert the president and to also like hang hang there, hang at the Baxter building for when the children get home from school. Uh, and apparently Taurus uh, goes to school unattended. And that doesn't feel safe for the public, but you know, all right. <laughs> I, I, would, I, just, I just don't trust Taurus by himself. <laughs> He's a little mischievous, isn't he? I would yeah. say. Yeah, I feel like he needs supervision 100% of the time. But anyway, uh, so Doom also says uh, he wants to alert the Avengers, and Ben makes a dig, but Doom does it anyway. Sadly, the Avengers are currently battling the Red Queen and the Revengers. Uh, Vision and the President of the United States talk about Reed's message, and Vision is asked to lead the troops, so to speak, in New York, since most of the superheroes in 982, aka most of the Avengers, or teenagers, or formerly retired um, greatest heroes, who might not be at their full game. Uh, at Barton's Dojo, American Dream, Freebooter, and Hawkeye have a training session as Dream deals with an accident existential crisis of sorts from her last major team up in last hero standing because as we all know captain america did die um meanwhile at midtown high slatery reminds his sophomore class that it is peace at time and if nobody knows that for any non-us uh students the psats are kind of like your your pre-sat scores uh so you take that test and then you take the sats yeah um like or or now now yeah well now there's other tests too so you don't even have to take it it's voluntary but mm -hmm. at this time it was pretty much common so peace peace ads. um so davida and courtney start talking about what they want to do when they grow up and may really hasn't given it that much thought uh but leaves her friends and suits up and thinks about 
maybe college, you know, is college even important when you already have such an important job, like being a superhero? And I had to write, May, it doesn't pay the bills, girl. Bills suck. Like, unfortunately, money money is a necessary evil. <laughs> yeah, especially in New York, honey. Especially yeah, in New York. Yeah, like, oof, oof. Um, but, you know, it must be we've talked about this. Like somehow the Parkers are loaded in this universe because they have two phone lines. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um, meanwhile, we see where everyone is evacuating the, uh, the Shiha royalty. Uh, I'm going to butcher this and I'm sorry, but the matrix or mace, not matrix, but uh, like basically like majestrix, uh, Leandra, Normandy or Nermany. Uh, the threat, it seems, is Galactus, the great destroyer and revenger of worlds, uh, has come to destroy their planet. And as valiantly as the Shi'ar people are fighting, they are no match. Galactus destroys their planet. May beats up some thugs as so she debates on college some more. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe she will do it and open up her her horizon, so to speak, uh, which the juxtaposition feels weird. Uh, after watching a planet get destroyed uh, in this issue, I just want to say that like it feels really weird because it's a very small teenage thinking versus what we, the audience, just saw. Um, but, you know, she doesn't, May doesn't really know the stakes of this book just yet. So I guess she is allowed to kind of just think about herself and her future. Stinger calls May and advises something is seriously going down. We cut to Galactus advising uh, Dom that he needs to go to Asgard and destroy or Asgard and destroy the world before he moves to Earth. Meanwhile, on the Star Jumper, Franklin starts to panic because an entire galaxy is gone, not just a planet. A whole galaxy to be continued. So we move on to issue two, which is a cover date of July 2006, and it was on sale May 24th, 2006. Issue two is right where we left off with the Fantastic Five. Uh, they're really confused by the fact that they are literally in a total void over the galaxy. Franklin and Elijah look for Reed and Sue using the trackers that are embedded in their suits, and they find them. Sue used her invisible force field and protected them from whatever happened here. Ben is glad they're alive, and also maybe, you know, it's kind of like maybe we can get some answers once they wake up and, you know, figure out what Reed was trying to warn them about. Meanwhile, on Asgard, or meanwhile, Asgard is valiantly trying to defend their home from Galactus. Galactus asks Dom to go find the Odin sword that brings fear to Thor. If Galactus is to get the Odin sword, the whole cosmos could be in grave danger. Galactus orders his Punisher robots to swarm Asgard. Meanwhile, Spider-Girl gets chastised by Mainframe for running late, and the Avengers, all the current active team, find out that Vision was sent to gather them to help defend the world from the threat Reed tried to warn them about. Vision explains he has Nova and Sentry patrolling um, space 
and trying to figure out what's going on and wants them to know that right now there isn't danger present though may astutely advises if there wasn't danger present vision wouldn't be here and that's that is very fair so jarvis runs in telling them that the revenge revengers have been seen out causing havoc and vision tells mainframe that they can only he can only take three other avengers with him to apprehend them telling telling him that you know the revengers escaping them from this silly fight is a risk that they can all take right now considering the threat of the universe that is looming i am getting distracted by dogs sorry i'm going to <laughs> mute sorry all righty so all right, so meanwhile on Asgard, they're still fighting Galactus, and Galactus uses, I wrote laser eyes, uh, to kill Asgardians. Lady Sif helps the Viscar, uh, Viz, the Vizar and an older warrior onto a ship to flee the planet in case Asgard, Asgard falls. We cut to Reed and Sue, now awake, telling the Fantastic Five what they saw and that Galactus is involved. Reed has been tinkering and playing with a possible device to help him with this kind of situation and ask Ben to take them home as soon as possible as Earth depends on it. Thor chases Dom and explains how powerful the Odin sword is and that even Galactus will not survive the cataclysm that follows if the sword falls into his hands. Dom, uh, who tells us that he was a bureaucrat on his tiny planet that's just too insignificant to mention, but then why did he mention it? Uh, says that he will not be swayed by anything anyone says when it comes to honoring Galactus. He senses the sword and finds it in a very elaborate tomb display room. Thor charges forward, demanding, commanding for Dom to stand down. He will not allow him to take the sword while he still stands. So Dom puts him and the sword in a wormhole because Galactus actually told Dom to that he also needs Thor for his master plan. Seeing the signal uh, that Dom puts into the sky to let Galactus know he succeeded, Galactus activates his elemental converter and rips through Asgard that even make the frost giants, rock trolls, and all Asgardians unite and pray in fear together. While fighting the Revengers, Thunderstrike's powers go out Eep. Uh, Spider-Girl saves him from this from Saberclaw and swings him to relative safety as she goes to help mainframe now that the Revengers are kind of ganging up on him. We see that Thor is in a stasis chamber in Galactus's ship as there are many others as Galactus says that they all have a part to play in his extension, his evolution. He advises um, that thanks to the Cap Shield star constellation beaming with magical energy and intriguing possibilities, that he has a plan to stop his incorrigible hunger once and for all, to finally be satisfied. Meanwhile, the great powers of the universe come together to have a meeting. We have the Collector, the Living Tribunal, Master Order, Lord Chaos, the Gardener, the Embassy, 
I don't know if that was the gardener. I might have messed up there. The in-between, the shaper of worlds, and the stranger. They decide that they need to stop Galactus themselves, and Earth might have to be sacrificed for the greater good of the universe. Back at the Avengers compound, are you coming back on to tell me I messed up? Yeah. No, no. The gardener was correct. I was telling you you were correct. Okay, cool. All right. So... Back at the Avengers compound, a defeated-looking mini-team of Stinger, Spider-Girl, Mainframe, and Kevin Masterson come back to advise the Revenger that the Revengers ditched the fight the moment a SWAT team showed up. J2 at first tries to protect Thunderstrike's secret identity. And I clicked on the wrong thing, so i got to go back. Oh, no. So, um, first, J2 tries to protect Thunderstrike's secret identity, but Kevin lets it all out since honestly losing your secret identity to your friends is the least of his concerns. Vision tries to revoke Kevin's Avenger status in the name of the president, which makes mainframes super upset because Vision speaks for the president, not the Avengers. And agreed because I was like, when did the Avengers become like the shield of the universe? And I said, the president, I basically said Vision has watched too many MCU movies, which if I was being played by Paul Bettany, I'd probably watch them a lot too. Uh, Nova tries to reach the Avengers. I don't know what I wrote here. Uh, Nova tries to reach the Avengers and Dom is heading towards the Earth's defense system and his force is literally like a tidal wave. I guess that's why he is called the Wave Master of energy. The energy fries the ship Nova and Earth Century are on. As the sim- system system satellites and the ship seemingly go up in flames, the stunned Avengers team is shocked and concerned. And now we are on to issue three. Um, cover date is August 2006. It was on sale June 7th, 2006. Issue three starts with The Watcher, and he is explaining who he is and what he does and, you know, how he watches the multiverses. The time has come for him to watch a very, very critical juncture. Don, the Wave Master, calls him out uh, for everything that he, like, basically every slight he's made in Stop Galactus in the past, and he what seemingly looks like explodes the planet or causes an explosion on the moon. Um, all just for pure spite, honestly. Meanwhile, Ben is flying to get back to earth and they touch base with the president finally to talk to him and give him the rundown as to what is going on. After the call at the Avengers compound, vision is explaining what he heard from the president. We all know that he was able to speak to the Fantastic Five, and they have now returned to Earth, so they will now be appointed to handle the situation with the Avengers on standby. He also tells them that Nova and Sentry are still missing in space, but S.H.I.E.L.D. is trying to recover them. But no one knows if they're dead or alive. Vision reminds them that they are a government-sanctioned team and that they need to heed to the president's will since no one seems super happy about being sidelined, particularly Stinger, who reminds Vision she's a volunteer. Shannon has uh, started to come back to the compound um, after hearing that the moon, uh, there was an explosion on the moon, 
and overheard the whole political debacle. The two of them walk off um, talking about how, you know, it's pretty complicated being a hero, i.e. being an Avenger. The Wavemaster speaks to Earth, telling them to evacuate or die as Galactus is heading Earth's way. At the Fantastic Five headquarters, a.k.a. the Baxter Building, Reed is showing everyone his huge pop gun-like weapon to blow Galactus into the next week. While Reed gets the thing up and running, knowing he really only has enough power for one shot, he asks his team to go out and take care of Galactus's new herald. They fight, and this is where I called him Don Wave, they fight Dom Wave, and we cut to the Avengers compound where Vision keeps telling the Avengers to stand down and Mainframe gets hella tired from hearing this nonsense. He assembles his Avengers and they take their leave asking Vision, is he a politician or is he a hero? The great powers try to talk some sense into Galactus, but since Galactus is tired of always being hungry, never being satisfied, it falls on deaf ears. So they decide that they they must do do what they need to do to stop him, even if it destroys the entire Milky Way. As Reed is about to fire his cannon, they see the wormhole forming, knowing that the authors or somebody are trying to stop Galactus too, yet their blowback will surely blow up Earth. Reed wishes he had time to talk to them, but they've left him no choice, and he fires his cannon. He diverts his aim, knowing he needs to stop the great powers, and hope he can find a way to stop Galactus in time after this, but he cannot let these guys blow up Earth. The Wave Master creates a wave to drown the city and distract the Fantastic Five, so the Avengers continue to calm the crowds. Spider-Girl makes a wall of web to stop traffic from getting washed away. Sue creates a force field to take most of the water from falling, and Mainframe tries to help evaporate anything that splashes over the force field. American Dream and Spider-Girl try to save as many people as they can, since water is still finding its way in to destroy New York. Trillions of dollars of damage. Quickly, Dream and Spidey realize they can't save everyone, and Spider-Girl, clearly upset, says that they have no right to call themselves heroes anymore. Heroes would have found a way to stop this. The Revengers watch while Magneto would like to try to help since, you know, this is kind of a major disaster and affects everybody. Red Queen is pretty heartless and basically says that the heroes are on their own. Sue collapses while Reed tends to her and advises it's just from the mental strain. She'll be all right. He sees that Galactus has landed on Earth to be continued and now it's time for zach to take it away all right so we pick up with issue four covered uh, released on june 21st of 2006 cover dated for august 20 uh 2006 after opening the cover which has silver surfer on it and if you're watching us on youtube you're seeing me hold that particular cover up the avengers try to contain the damage caused by the flooding in an eerie scene reminiscent to the katrina aftermath dream, dream american dream stops looters from trying to take what's theirs we get a full page splash of galactus walking the earth he's commandeered central park and is deciding to use it as his home base. Vision, Logan, and Mainframe are uh, on top of a building, and basically Logan's like, enough of this stuff, and bolts towards the danger. 
but he was quickly thwarted by the by the force field that uh, is been created by Galactus. Vision reminds him that the F5 are in charge. The main mainframe kind of agrees with Logan. It's not a time to sit back and be and play politics. It's time for action. Meanwhile, at Pier 4, Reed is checking Sue out for to see if she's, you know, sustained any permanent damage from her, you know, from the strain of creating the force field last issue. And she seems to be okay, but she she's going to be out for a little while. The president calls, and Reed does his usual dismissal that he does of every single human being that exists whenever <laughs> Reed Richards is involved in, with a work particular thing, when he's hyper-focused. Uh, he then launches a missile into space, a giant flaming five. Hmm, wonder who that could be. Meanwhile in space, the warships are almost ready, and the Revengers are show up again to try to cause havoc. And free, which freebooters like WTF guys were, were super busy with, you know, um, you know, Galactus. And you guys want to start a fight, like right now. Hope. What are you doing? What are you doing, Hope? Galactus starts his machine and nearly destroys everything, causing a massive earthquake, including uh, Avengers compound, seemingly. As Galactus sees the ruins, he just grimaces and continues, determined to con determined to, 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 to operate his mission. Meanwhile, the Avengers try to regroup, and Waylon loves this issue a lot, uh, which Reed finally realizes is what's going on. He's not trying to consume. He's trying to create all right so galactus is trying to start this new a new big bang mainframe gets back online and he's pretty peeved off vision is uh, also finally sort of becomes himself again he's like okay you know after this giant earthquake that took out most of manhattan maybe i should actually you know act uh welcome back vision in space, uh, Dorminus gets attacked by the Silver Surfer. Dorminus proceeds to kind of fill Surfer in to uh, what's going on, and therefore, if this is your first time picking the book up, you, the reader, are getting filled in to what's been going on. Before Vision tries to phase through the force field, only to give his life in what I wrote as a blatant commentary on how he died in Avengers Disassembled. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, J2 saved a lot of people, including Spider-Girl Dream in Danger, by uh, lifting heavy stuff. Mayday uses the opportunity to motivate J2 into pushing forward that he is the son of the Juggernaut. He fought the Hulk. Uh, and it's a double homage to not only ASM-33, but also Secret Wars with the Hulk holding up a mountain. May is very thankful, and she tries to bolt, but Stinger and American Dream stop her, and Dream implores her to fight. Determined, the Kooky Quartet fight on. The final page is of Surfer absorbing Dominus. Now he's twice as powerful and ready to take on Big G Galactus. Which leads us to the next issue. Uh, it is a breakneck speed to the finish as our issue starts with, with Surfer trying to implore Galactus to stop this madness. Meanwhile, Tree Reed is building a Megazord like device with mainframe trying to build up to break uh, break the force field. Meanwhile, evacuations are in full swing while some of the Revengers are still deciding to loot because why not? Reed orders Scarlet Witch and Surfer to combine the powers and a massive beam of energy is erupted. It breaks the seal of the force field. May, Dream, and Stinger then shrink down putting uh, while J2 puts them into a tin tin style ball and hurls it towards Galactus and his machine. The, the trio then sneak in. The Punisher robot 
the Punisher robots are deployed, but Mainframe knows that he can. He has an armada that can take this on, and he deploys all of his own backup bodies. Big Galactus shatters Silver Surfer's board, while the girls work to try to get closer to the core. The defense systems have defense systems. The president is briefed, and it doesn't look good. Thing then tries to rally the troops as the device begins to start uh, being operational, and Galactus thinks of them as mere mortals as the beams strike towards the cap star. Meanwhile, the girls are trying to figure things out, but it's now down to two circuits. Which one? May spider sense goes off, and Dream follows the hunch. It's a spider girl's world when it comes to hunches. Big Galactus is in trouble, he, and the Asgardians have now escaped. Thor is pissed, because although he still has his powers, he does not feel the comfort of the Realm Eternal. So, Surfer realizes that the situation has now become incredibly dire, and Death even shows up to take Galactus to the Great Beyond place? I don't know, where, do you, where does, does even Galactus die? That's a good question. I don't know. Surf, Surfer then, in a final desperate act, encases them into a ball. Mainframe is shocked that Surfer would try to save Galactus, but then cracks begin to form, and they are a new. This is where I ha- wish I had an echo, you know, effect. Reed is fascinated by the. No. By the- <laughs> Reed is fascinated, and he outfits uh, and uh, the creature then outfits themselves into an armor similar to what Galactus had worn before. He then repairs the world that was in ruin and gives hope to all the universe as a repairer of worlds instead of a devourer of worlds. The girls show up, and after J2 briefly updates on them on what happened, May finally talks uh, has gotten a hold of her family, and she's feeling much better. The world has changed. New alliances were formed, and in a homage to the final panel of Last Hero Standing, the MC2 World Watch Galactus Surfer right off. They still have a future. The end for now. Kelly, what do you think of this story? So, so much. So much in such a short time. Um, really, we I did, think... Huh? We did cover a lot. No, <laughs> so. like, it's... There's a lot of story in these five issues. Um, I really think, like, my favorite part and the thing that I really take away from it is just, you know, like Vision does things kind of by, um, Vision does things by, um, I don't know, like it's, he's very technical to the point that things are black and white, but the thing is, it's not black and white just because you have a procedure. And two, like he downplayed, like him and the president downplayed these quote unquote teenage girls that ultimately, took down galactus yeah it's, uh, it's, yeah so cool. i really yeah so like i really appreciate the fact that like we kind of get that story and we kind of get like you know there's I, I think american dream says it best like you know she had it all wrong like her kind of internalizing and having self-guilt was all wrong because really uh-huh. you know regardless if they can or cannot stop them the right thing to do is to try, you know, the right thing to do is to try and help. And that's exactly what they do. And they win and they go above, you know, above all odds. And so I think that that's really my main takeaway. Also just, um, 
I'm still very, very sad that Sue never got a face character in Islands of Adventure because clearly she wanted to be there. True. Truth. Um, there's always so there's a reference to Islands of Adventure in the book, and if you go follow, <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of uh, Islands of Adventure in the book. Yeah. Um, I this is the story that kind of made me love Galactus a little bit. So yeah. to, to kind of take people back, I, I really wasn't as into Marvel so much as I was into Spider-Man, especially in this time frame. So I only read Spider-Man. So like I, I knew who Galactus was. I knew I, I knew that. But like I hadn't really read a story with him. And so for me to read this story, even though it's an MC2 book, oh bye bye, Mr. Comics. Um it really kind of just you know made me appreciate the character, even though he dies in this issue. Or is reborn in this issue. Let, let me rephrase. Um, I just love the big nature, and, and something I noticed while reading this again, the 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 there's a lot of oversized panels in this story. Yeah. In, in the art and how the art direction is, and it gives it a sense and a scope that you don't normally see whenever you're you know. Uh, you know, reading a lot of these, a lot of books, especially in this time frame, you gotta, you gotta realize, like, this was full on Bendis era Avengers. So when you're reading an Avengers book, it's not nearly as, I don't know. Yes, they had some, they had some event comics, but it just didn't. This, this felt bigger than those event comics to me, because um, I had just started reading Avengers around this time too. Uh, so like. I don't know. It, 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 does that make sense? Yeah, but I mean, too, this is this is big stakes. This is like some of the highest uh-huh. stakes that this world has seen. And I mean, you even have the Watcher, who I guess dies, but can the Watcher die? I don't think so. Uh, so yeah, their their tides were going to be all jacked up without the moon, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, like, well, it's an explosion. So, even though it looked like it, like, fully was dead, I don't think that that happened. And, like, I think it just was an explosion. But I don't really know what happened there. I there's there's a little bit of things that, like, I think now that like rereading it over and over again, I start nitpicking. But the thing is, is like when you sit back and you read it, there is so many layers and there's so many different things, and it's everybody like. There is a Fantastic Five story, and there's an Avengers story, and there's little kind of bit of a Spider-Girl story. I also like the fact that Spider-Girl isn't the main focus. We don't really see into her brain so much except for the college thing. And so, you know, when we see her frustrated and kind of going like, yo, I'm out. Like, I'm sorry. I can't get a hold of my parents. You know, she's very... Not she's not prickly. Like that's the thing is that like in certain stories like this, like Peter would be prickly. She's not prickly. She's willing to go. But the thing is, is it's very clear that she's not. She's not in there. Like she's not directly all in when when it comes to the Avengers. She definitely right. has priorities, and they can tell her priorities are different. And so I think that that's a lot of fun because, you know, we got to kind of see her be super, super focused. And we know by now, after 100 issues, 
how much she internalizes. But we don't see that. Instead, we see how she works together with them. We see the fact that, you know, Shannon trusts her to the point, uh-huh. you know, where she said, look, Stinger, you might know this, I might know this, but when it comes to hunches, we're going to listen to Spider-Girl's gut. And that's really like the three of them worked well together. They understand each other. They know how each other communicates and they just go and they just do. And so that's, yeah. and that's ultimately what brought Galactus down was three girls, three young girls essentially because Cassie and Shannon are, yeah, they're in, I think they're twenties, but it's not like they're super, super, you know, they're, they're young still women. Very young. They're all, yeah. They're all so, young. Yeah. 19, 20 years old. Yeah, exactly. And so like, that's always been my main takeaway with it has been like the fact that we see a lot of female superheroes here really shine and save the day. But it's just like, I don't, it's hard for me to explain this, like what this story means to me, because it's not like, you know, there's not a lot of time to really focus on emotion or heart. It's just action just bam 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 every which way so it's a lot of fun it's a really big world climactic thing and there's a lot of depth there it's just you know it's it feels like die hard you know it's funny for me this is where i felt like that there i i really love the relationship between the girls uh-huh. dream stinger and, and and may like this is where i feel like that those three are now a cohesive unit and they work together and especially when i was reading it as it was coming out because again i came so late to the game as a regular reader that you know i I kind of saw this relationship. So for me to go back and, and throughout the course of this show and get through the entire first volume, um, it was like, Oh yeah, this, you know what, this makes sense. Like, this is why I always, you know, felt that they were such a unit because by this point they had worked together enough. There was a trust and a faith that had been built in because of that. So I think that that, I mean, it's a great, those running those little nuggets that ran through the entire first volume is what i'm saying yeah well is that well too i mean like we started off with shannon and cassie not liking each other too much but the thing is is like you know we saw in a next number two like they respected each other enough that even if they didn't see eye to eye and disagreed with each other it was never tearing each other down it wasn't super attackful it was just i'm gonna go my way you're gonna go your way Um, and now, you know, they really do pretty much see eye to eye, which I think is really, really cool. So I completely agree. I definitely liked it. It, it, like I said, it's, it's a great little series, a great little kind of actiony. So it, it starts off our summer blockbusters since next week is Dr. Strange in theaters. And then we will yes. come back to our tired and true and talk about Mayday. <laughs> I, like I said, like the whole thing is this is such a beat 'em up action, high stakes, like miniseries. It, it's big. It's bombastic. It's 
earth shattering. And yes, is it a bit of a cop out for everything to be kind of the status quo to be reset at the end? Sure. But it makes to where it's a very well-contained, self-contained story. Because although everything has been put back to normal, there's still scars that are felt. Yeah. And they talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk. Yeah. Like, I think Shannon said, like, how how do we recover? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And Cassie said, like, we do as we must. And I think this serves as a great companion to May's mindset when we get to amazing. Uh-huh. So, I mean, she wanted, <laughs> she, make... she wanted a break like after this. This yeah. was mm-hmm. horrific. Yeah. Yeah. And and for just for those keeping score at home, this was this came out the same time as the final issues of volume 1. So, yes, Wikipedia was like, "Oh, this is coming." It did, they were all published at the same time, but yeah. That the the backstory is not that's not true. Story is different. I do have a question though. Obviously, mm-hmm. this I, I'm assuming this would take place because this seems like it's sort of towards the well. I don't know. So the PSATs normally you study for them in the fall and then you take them in the spring of your mm-hmm. sophomore year. But <laughs> this, you know, all of this seems to be in the spring towards the end of the year. So maybe they're taking them during the summer. I don't know. Yeah. But um, you know, this is right after 100, after her mom said, no more, no more Spider-Girl. So, uh, she, so we have to assume she literally stole the suit back. It was going behind their backs. Probably did not go over well at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of off-panel land that we don't know about. <laughs> um, um uh, there, she was probably grounded for life <laughs> like like yes she's so relieved to talk to her parents but i can just imagine that phone call young lady you were out fighting galactus and i could just hear peter in the background just you know yelling well, they were confused. nobody knew what to do and i bet you they couldn't call her like i don't think that they would have been as mad as they're just relieved she's not dead just like she was relieved yeah. she could get a hold of him and they weren't dead but now too now thinking about it like story-wise and trying to connect it this makes a lot of sense is why she starts dating who she dates and amazing because oh no she's traumatized so yeah you know a guy with not so great intentions yeah easy this is true this is true so um yeah, we'll go to some comments. Uh, Vinkman had a question. Says thoughts on M- Magneta uh, being in the Revengers up till now. He got the impression that she was just be- just misguided in basing herself on Magneto. Um, we needed a we needed an antagonist team for the Avengers team for this story. So Magneta is there too, and we also don't know what the Red Queen promised her that we know did not happen because she lies. Yeah, uh, Hope in the MC2 and Hope in the MCU are two entirely different characters. Well, hold on. Hold on now, though. Quantum Leap. We could see the Red Queen. Especially with the multiverse stuff. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to see Evangeline Lilly be evil because she seems like someone that kind of... She's very misguided herself. So, 
We'll leave that at that. You can just do a quick Google search on Evangeline yeah, and do it. You know, it's, it's every other week. It's like every other week. So yeah. So yeah. So uh, you know, I I want to. I'd actually I. It would be fun to see the Red Queen in the MCU, and I think that that's actually very possible. Uh, since she's there, but yeah. So Hope is um very different, and the Red Queen as we can see in this series, uh, really only cares about herself. Very selfish, very self-centered. Also, money is fake and dumb, but also important. Yes, yes, uh, Neil, that is true. Yeah. Uh, I would also, I'm going to star the last one from Vinkman about the moon being partially destroyed. Makes him think of a dick cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also did right that you know if everything was magically repaired in the end uh wouldn't the moon be too which is probably fair that's probably what happened yes that is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you you pointed that out before i got to it but, but good so good job great minds think alike Pinkman. um so it, it you know it, uh, apparently you know he'll have some thoughts about magneto when we get to amazing when she shows back up then but we'll, we'll get to it then yeah uh but i will say this this is a really fun jaunt um it was released in trade paperback form so you can maybe at used bookstores might be able to find it uh or at comic shops too um so if you don't all on it it is in its entirety and all the pages are there Uh so we're not missing pages uh marvel it's funny. I actually had Jared, my coworker, who who listens to the shows while he's because he works nights. He's part of our night crew. He's listening to the show. He's like, "So missing pages? What?" Uh, so I had to like explain to him like the whole this, thing. Someone messed up a scan, multiple scans. Yeah, someone someone got uh, someone forgot to hit send on on page. You know. 15 in the oh see i was what i was figuring what i was figuring is like someone had to like oh, flip oh. it and someone yeah, forgot to yeah. flip on one and then on the other i think it's like that half page and then a whole other page isn't it crazy that now we can just use our phone to scan documents we don't even have to have a scanner now well isn't it crazy that most of these things are digital to begin with so they don't ever have to do this <laughs> right that's true that's true now most everything you know i remember being back in this especially in this time frame so like if you're a crawl space listener this was like literally when i sounded like i was uh, using the taco bell drive-through microphone speaker uh, on crawl space where i'm like because well, i'm you're listening to brad speakers with the microphone kind of like the bad oh, audio problems. yeah that was the skype case Yes, this was the very early Skype days where Kevin was on a landline, I was on a cell phone. And it wasn't for like 20 episodes before I finally got a, a decent computer mic. So, you know, that that yeah. that, ta- that takes me back. And, and that's after um, I literally had my flip phone break in half after interviewing Dan Slott for three hours. So that was fun. Karma. Little did I know. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. But. So, uh, before we do all of our normal sign-off stuff, we do need to go back up here to um, Let's. 
basically news because I think we've pretty much gone over what I had in housekeeping, which is this is a midway like breaking point of our break mm-hmm. for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we, could, we couldn't. We couldn't go. Okay, we couldn't go longer than a like a month, a month. without yeah. doing at least an episode. And like exactly, like we want it to be biweekly, but you're gonna try. We we try to do a stream once a month. Um, I think on this on this channel on the audio version, I'm caught up. Uh, I, I think I'm one behind on on Spidey Experience, but I think I'm caught up on this one. So like. During the break, we'll definitely all be caught up on the audio versions of the show. So there's not going to be much of a lag. In fact, I'm going to yeah. download an episode and I'm going to then upload it to Patreon tonight, fingers crossed, um, and we'll get that done. So patreon.com slash Spidey Network. But yes, uh, there was we have a bit of news. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like super news, but um, since we last spoke, volume four of the complete collection has come out i did not get my copy because i accidentally sent it to my parents so i put the wrong credit card information in and it didn't charge and so therefore i have not gotten mine (laughs) i pre-ordered so i don't so yeah so i don't know if there's missing pages or not i don't know what's in it somebody needs to tell us we will we will talk about it once we have our copies um, but yeah. yeah, no, cause it was funny. Cause I saw the photo where it says it has been delivered and Amazon sent the photo. And I was like, I see the front porch frog that is on my mom's porch. That's not my apartment. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, so, I mean, it's okay. My. Like it was funny cause she was texting me. She's like, it's about to rain. I was like, uh, can you go get something off the porch before it gets ruined? Thanks. Uh, so it's fine. It's there. I'm pretty sure by now it's in my dad's trunk and I have to meet up with him to get that and Easter presents and candy. So the, the most important week. thing of those of, of those items is the candy. So, yeah, well, it's Reese's like Reese's eggs. So, of course, of course, oh, especially according to Gabriella, like she'd be all down to that. Well, they're so. gluten free. Best candy. So Let she is not. She is not gluten intolerant. There was. She had a severe um, virus. I mean, I'm. I'm celiac. So. Yeah, you're celiac. But like, we thought that she might be. You know. Oh she might. yeah. Just and a virus. so, it was a virus that has a very, apparently a similar reaction to celiac, and or gluten intolerance. An autoimmune That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. She they gave her some steroids and she and she got over it. And because like then this child, this child. So we're feeding. We're you know we've changed everything. We got gluten free everything. Her mom's gotten gluten free everything. It turned out the entire like for three like for almost a month we were gluten free at home, but the child decided to continue eating school lunches or school breakfasts, which had all sorts of gluten in them. Yeah. Yeah. But and I'm like, well, I guess you're fine, and you're not going to. We're not taking you to the hospital. And she's like, I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm like, girl. And I, I, I hate for you guys, for people that they're in your situation, that you have to pay. So it's like it's like literally a tax on you, and it's just it is mind-boggling to me how much more expensive. 
everything is for gluten free the people that are celiac i just it breaks my heart that you guys have to go through that so i you have my sympathies even more so than already did so yeah but yeah so um we will talk about volume four once we both have a copy or one of us has a copy Uh and now we can kind of go back down here all right so i did not see any emails uh do we have any voicemails snail mail reviews no snail mail no reviews uh no voicemails for this episode so if you want to leave us a voicemail though you can always do it at 818-925-6631 and i am in the wrong folder i was not in the make my mayday folder i was in the uh Wow. And you can always leave us an email at makemymedia at gmail.com or Network at gmail.com. If you CC one, if you email one, CC the other, so that way we see it and that way yeah. we both have it. Uh, you can always go to r slash spidergirl and uh, check things out. We also have our Discord page, and there's a Spidergirl Discord page, too, uh, that we're a part of. And um, I need to get the link. Uh, I need to get, like, a shareable link to that so I can link it in our, yeah, on our website. we do. We'll get, we'll, I'll, we'll get that fixed. Uh, but, yeah, so... Next episode, y'all. So it's... we are in the second half now. And my hair almost is at the length. I almost match our girl. Yay! Uh, so um, I have a proposal for our audience, and hopefully this can get us some engagement with you guys. Um, the next episode can either be ASM 0 through 1. Obviously, do we really need to go over 0? No. Are we? Yes, because it did get printed. We should talk about yes. it. Yes, yes. Um, so we're going to go over, uh, basically I've got it kind of set where it can be zero and one from Amazing Spider-Girl and then Avengers next one and two. And then maybe uh, since zero doesn't really count as an issue, I, we'll tie it to one. Um, we can do Amazing Spider-Girl number three or maybe we can go to i'm trying to think and not spoil it for the people that are listening to the show and this is their first time reading it with us but i cannot remember the issue that we need to read to tie into avengers next number three and i want to say it's asm four yes i think it's asg4 yeah yeah i'm asm habit um but yeah so amazing spider girl uh number four so then we'd have to do the the episode as amazing spider girl up to number four which then is still a little short right um but we could do that and then go into avengers next the next the the whole series the next episode yeah avengers next is probably the one that's the most interconnected other yeah, than like it, this it one, is. yeah, and and last year's stand like like these the, these three miniseries are the most interconnected books, um, that are not like the first era of MC two. So it, it's kind of interesting how that how that worked out. I I forgot that Avengers Next came out so close. I thought it was another year before. So they I all for- they all relaunched rapid fire like within that first year. Yeah, which is funny because like they brought in back Ron Lim to do uh-huh. um, Avengers Next, which I'm really and it, uh, I will say this for some reason I did not have the first two issues of this 
in my box. I don't know what happened to them, so I'll have to like go back and get the first two issues. But uh, I had the last three. I read the other two on the Marvel Unlimited, so that's just a strange aside note, random thing. So, but yeah, no, um, so yeah, so we can do it either or. Um, ultimately, if we hear back from you guys by what we have it for May twenty seventh. Yes, May twenty seventh. Um, I know yeah. it's a month, for almost. I know. Almost well, yeah, yeah. It's month. like we're not we're not gonna start anything for May until the end of May. But it's just it's kind of how the schedule has aligned, unfortunately. Um, it seems like every Thursday I have something going on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the plan is the last full week of May we uh-huh. are going um, to start the. ASG half of our show, and um, I guess you're calling it season three, although to me this feels like a season two, really. Right, right. We kind of split the first volume into and then half. It's you know it, it is technic- like as we kind of took that big break in last summer at around fifty four, and then yeah. the back half. Well, that yeah. that was yeah, and that was just other scheduling issues too. But so. That's true. The whole thing, though, is we are starting the new season off on May 27th. Um, So definitely catch us on YouTube and Twitter and on makemindmayday.com. Right? .com? Yes, .com. I don't even know my own own bio link, my own link tree. Uh, But makemindmayday.com. And uh, same time, so 9 o'clock, right? Yeah, be, it will still be the same time. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Let me get rid of that banner. Um, all right. You can follow us on Facebook, at Spidey Dude Network, Twitter, at Spidey Dude Radio, and at Make My Mayday. Uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash Spidey Dude Radio Network. Instagram.com slash Spidey Dude Network and uh, slash McDaniel 28 You can follow us on TikTok, uh, at Spidey Dude Network, and at Make My Mayday as well. Um, you can follow us on those various social medias. We will keep you updated. Also, spidey-do.com slash events. Everything will be up on spidey-do.com. Uh, our schedule for the month of May, I'm going to be working on that this weekend. And so that will be populated up on the, on the, on the events page. So when we're going to be doing live streams, I will have it all set up. Uh, of course, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, you will get a notification as a week before. Well, whenever you we. hit a bell. Yeah, you got to hit the notification bell and set it to all, please. Uh, that that's that's the way you're going to make sure you get all the notifications. So, uh, thank you for reminding me about the bell. Um, yeah, so with that, we will wrap up the episode. Be sure to check out our other great shows here on the Spidey Radio Network, like like uh, the Sabi Sima Era uh, Spectacular Podcast. Had me and Kelly on. Uh, we're getting one, one all second. the old episodes. One, one second. We didn't yep. finish off the whole that you guys do need to let us know how y'all want us to structure the new episode. Otherwise, we're going to make that choice mm-hmm. before the 27th. So, so, yeah, I will. How about this? Um, I'm doing a, a stream on the 11th. So okay. if we want to give them a deadline of the 11th, I will announce what exactly what we're doing. If we don't hear from you guys, then we're going to kind of make that executive decision. So we want to make sure you guys are part of that process. Am I exactly. saying that right? Okay. Yes. Because so, yeah. I, want to, I want to know how they want us to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think. We got, oh, let me see if we got any comments. Uh, 
so yeah um i i i we just we know that there are people that like to read along with us and so we want to be respectful of those people and there's there and those people haven't read avengers next yet you know they're they're literally following along we are we're kind of we are kind of their spirit guides across across the mc2 and so we want to make sure that we're you know yeah well it's also just the story wise the way the story is set up we don't mm-hmm. want to spoil you know we don't want to spoil something by going just by the start date because then it would literally be amazing spider girl zero one and two and then all of avengers next before we could yeah. get back the way we did it prior but that was because nothing really intersected too much nothing spoiled too much this would spoil a major story in amazing spider girl if we did it that way and i don't want to do it that way but i don't know should we start amazing spider girl first and do a slightly shorter episode and then kick back to avengers next and then kick back there or should we interweave avengers next that interweave that story you know into two of the the first two issues our first two episodes option a yeah interweave Inter, yeah interweave option mm-hmm. b separate give it a very clear separate separation where we you know have a part one of uh whatever happened to the, the daughter of spider-man and then avengers next and then part two and we kind of just break it up yeah. that way exactly uh, that's that's kind of your options uh we will make i I will make a post on our front page kind of talking about this um i will definitely have it in the show notes uh so i will my goal is to try to have it out have the audio edition out this week so fingers crossed um i don't get distracted by the universe Uh, but because it's me and I, I am easily distracted. Uh, so we will let everybody know. We'll also, you know, t- we'll talk on our social medias as well. So, um, we, yeah. you know, we do, you know, like I say, that kind of gives everybody options. So anything else, Kelly, you want to mention? No, I'm pretty much good to go. That was really it. It was just like, I was, I've been wrapping my brain for the, what last week trying to figure out how Uh i wanted to do our next episode and i couldn't really figure it out so i thought i'd bring it to everybody so we'll we'll make a uh we'll also make a post in the discord so if you haven't joined our discord the link is is on our front page uh on spidey-dude.com but it's also in the little discord icon at the very top of the page i don't know if it's on the mobile version but i know on the desktop version you just click that and it literally takes you to the discord so um i changed the theme and so when i did that i was able to add some touches like that so the front page is still a work in progress um but at least all the images work now that was a crucible literally the guy that works on our website worked all night one night and had to painstakingly go through all the all the plugins and all the innards of the website um so when wordpress updated a Ah. file got corrupted and we had to he had to he had to go into all the files and there is at least eight thousand files like between all the images and all the file on all all yeah. the files and stuff because like i was 
I, I there was a solution that of what I thought was going on that I tried, and then I was like, oh, there's like eight thousand things on the website. <laughs> I'm glad a lot of this is automated. I don't have to do this painstakingly. But yeah, he figured it out, and that's how we got everything back. He was trying everything. So there was episodes that were missing. I know that that was a thing. Sorry, guys. And then they came back, obviously, um, later on, because once we figured out the bug, then we were able to restore it to factory settings. So all that being said... We will officially now uh, wrap this episode up. Thanks for guys, thanks guys for watching. Thanks again for listening. And if you're uh, listening to us on your favorite podcast catcher, leave us a review on your favorite podcast catcher, and we will read our the reviews on future episodes as well as the voicemail line eight one eight nine two five six six three one and the emails make my at gmail.com and spite the breaking network at gmail.com. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time here on Make My Mayday.